From pollinators to pests, insects are an inseparable part of horticulture. I'm Dr. Ian Smith and welcome to Bug Bites on the Plants Grow Here podcast. Join me each episode as we learn about horticulturally important insects and explore their hidden worlds. Earthworms. If any creature were to be the mascot of horticulture, this would be it. The humble soil-improving earthworm. Sure, you know the basics about worms, but let's dig a little deeper. Earthworms aren't a single species, but are actually a common name for multiple terrestrial annelid families, or the segmented worms. Australia is home to around 1,000 native earthworm species across three families. However, most of these worms are not relevant to the horticultural industry, because they probably won't be encountered on any work sites. Disturbed areas, such as suburban gardens, farms and other production sites, are dominated by around 80 introduced species of worms, primarily European species accidentally introduced with crop importation in the days before biosecurity. Earthworms are notable for improving soil health both directly and indirectly. They recycle nutrients directly by feeding on decomposing organic matter, while also improving soil structure indirectly through their burrowing action and mixing the topsoil with the subsoil. Although organic matter such as leaf matter and mulch contain large amounts of nutrients, most of it is normally inaccessible to plants. By feeding on the inorganic matter in the soil, worms convert their nutrients into a form accessible by plants. They do this by ingesting small bits of organic matter, grinding it up further in a digestive tract organ called a gizzard, which contains small stones the worm has ingested. The remaining matter is mixed with enzymes and is further broken down by gut bacteria. The worm then extracts what they need and excretes the rest in a form known as worm casts, or just worm poo if you prefer. While doing so, their burrowing, ingestion and excretion of soil mix the surface and subsurface soils resulting in soil aeration, improved drainage, erosion resistance, and increased water holding capacity. So they provide many benefits, but how can we encourage the growth of earthworm populations in horticultural sites? Earthworms, unlike us, don't have lungs, but breathe through the skin using the excretion of mucus and pores on the skin. Although this simple method of breathing works in the soil, The downside is it requires a moist environment for gas exchange. Therefore, provide moisture, provide organic matter for food, and they will come. But there are conditions that will quickly drive them off as well. Soil compaction inhibits their ability to move. I mean, how would you like digging through asphalt with your face? So avoid driving over sites, as over 90% of soil compaction will occur on the first pass. Temperature is also a major factor. Earthworms can survive in temperatures between approximately 10 degrees and 30 degrees Celsius. Outside this range, the worms will rapidly die off. This is why it's a bad idea to have small worm farms anywhere that gets full sun. A black worm box plus the Australian summer sun equals worms not appreciating the sauna you provide them with. Fortunately for worms, soil away from the surface maintains a very stable temperature. So if you are cultivating worms, it is always best to let them have an escape route to deeper soil. Don't worry, they won't go far if there's good food available. Oh, and heard the one about cutting a worm in half resulting in two worms? 
Well, actually, it will typically result in one dead worm. This myth is likely a confusion of three facts. Firstly, that some unrelated planarian flatworms can regenerate from being cut into pieces. Secondly, that the earthworms are able to regenerate large sections of their body if a bird happens to grab a bite. And thirdly, that worms are hermaphrodites, possessing both male and female reproductive parts that during mating worms use to both inseminate and be inseminated at the same time. This sometimes gets simplified as worms being half male and half female, but there is no dividing line that would allow you to segregate the sexes with a strike of your shovel. And with that, I better get a wiggle on. Catch you next time. You have been listening to a Plants Grow Here podcast. This episode was recorded on Wurundjeri land. The theme tune is Space Dust by Airtone. If you have an episode idea, email it to hello at plantsgrowhere.com or tag hashtag bugbitespgh on Twitter. I'm Ian Smith. Catch you next time.